Welcome back. Welcome to No Sugar Coding, where we do culture and theology. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, the power of mentor. We have a special guest, Mr. Wesley Piron. He is the uh, CEO of Next Level Training, LLC. He is a minister. He is a corporate trainer. Um, he's a renowned keynote speaker. Um, and so we are glad to have him on the show. This episode of No Sugar Coating is brought to you by Flood Zone Car Wash. Flood Zone Car Wash is one of the last full service car washes in the Metroplex. We have a brand new tunnel and unlimited monthly wash plans. We were voted best customer service with our experienced team. Visit us at floodzonecarwash.com. That's floodzonecarwash.com. Today we're going to talk about mentors. Uh, let me just start with saying that I've never had a mentor, not officially. Um, I had mentors that they weren't, they were people that I looked up to, uh, -huh. uh and then kind of just would watch what they did versus what they would say for the most part. Right. When I yeah. look back at it, never had anybody official until I was like 51 and I'm 52. So then, uh, I went to uh, minister, uh, school, um, experience. And then they had a mentor there. They assigned me a mentor. Assigned that was the first time, right? Okay. They assigned me one. So that was the first time, but I'll tell you, I couldn't have been more happier, um, uh, to have someone in my life to help me kind of navigate where I'm going next. Right. Cause now I'm stepping into my calling where yeah. God is calling me to do. And so going into it, it was good to have us good to have a mentor. Absolutely. And I'll just say this, to you, uh, Jerry, that you're not the only person. Right. Um, a lot of people, when they are coming up in their field and their occupation and whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish, oftentimes we don't know that we need a mentor until we need a mentor. So just like you just said, you went into this program and they knew that you needed a mentor. So they assigned you one. Right. So oftentimes we have to have that same sense of ownership when it comes to the things that we're trying to do, you essentially, you know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. But when you put yourself in those positions to where you're saying, hey, I've identified that this person is doing in the field what I'm trying to do, I need to connect with them in some type of way. And at that point, I need a mentor. I need that person to be able to come into my life pour into me to help get me to that next level. So I, I agree with you, right? On, on needing a mentor. How do you ask someone to be your mentor? And, and, and at what stage do you ask them? Like, do you, do you, do you need to get into what, what that space is and what you're doing and then try to ask somebody? So that way you have some knowledge or that the mentor can see that you're putting effort into doing something. So like, how do you, how do you go get a mentor? How do you, and that's a great question because a lot of individuals really, we don't know how to ask for a mentor and we don't know really know when is that good time. For me, I would say once you have conceptualized the thought to where once you, just like how you said, okay, now I'm operating in my calling. God has called me into ministry. At that point, mentor, where this, huh, I want to be an athlete, mentor. I want to be a painter, mentor. I want to be a school teacher, mentor. Like as soon as you conceptualize, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to accomplish because it's very difficult 
to accomplish anything by yourself when you don't know the hurdles, the speed bumps, the curves. And if somebody can help, like you said, navigate me through these waters, then it actually helps speed up my process of success. Sometimes we've got into the situation, we've bumped our head, we bumped our head, we fail, we fail, we fail. And we're not really looking for a mentor. We're looking for help. And it ends up turning into a mentor. Mm. So I want us to understand that when we first identify that this is what I'm trying to do, this is who I'm trying to be, mentor. And then even if you're already in that place where you're already doing it, but you know that there could be more, I could be better, mentor. And if you're at that place where you feel like you've arrived at it, mentor. So there's there there really isn't the perfect spot. What's perfect is that you have one. I like that. And it, it makes sense because when I think back for myself, I was one of those people who I would say that because I was interested in information, I would go out and try to find the information as much as possible. Right. And really may not have even had anybody try to help me explain it or anything like that. But I just feel like, okay, if I got the information, I can at least start doing it. And I'm, I might not even really need a mentor because I'm going to start doing it then. And that's kind of how I would do it. I just kind of just go about it. Right. I wouldn't really look for someone to help me. And I think partially because for me, being, I say it as an only child, but just being me, or maybe it's just me being me. Oh, that's not I didn't really want. I didn't yeah. really. I didn't really want to listen to nobody no, anyway. Nobody, <laughs> I that's, didn't want to hear. that's the biggest part of it, right there, because to where, you know, you have to be willing to accept. A, I need help. B, I need to listen. And C, I need to respond. You know, because even if we're not in a position where we don't feel that we need help, then we're not going to receive the information. If you're not in that position where you're truly ready to listen, I tell people all the time, God gave us two ears and one mouth. That's to listen more and talk less. So when we're putting ourselves in a position to listen to wisdom, to listen to insight, now when it's time for us to speak, we speak with more clarity, confidence, and conviction, right? So it's having to also put that ego aside, pride sometimes, because really the older we get, and the more that we have accomplished some things, it's harder to go into that space where, where, where you're willing to say, hey, I need help. You know, man, I work with CEOs and entrepreneurs all the time. And the biggest hurdle before we really make a connection is getting them to admit to themselves, not admit to me, but admit to themselves, I need help. Because if I'm working with a plumber, if I'm working with an HVAC person, if I'm working with an electrical person, you know, I'm working with Dallas Janitorial, right? So these are individuals that are skilled at their craft. They're master electricians, they're journeymen. But when it comes to building a culture, when it comes to doing their training, when it comes to making their business more successful, that's not where they operate. And they have to be willing to say, I need help. And many of us have to be able to look at that man or woman in the mirror and say, yeah, I need help. So that that definitely was or is an issue for me, right? Just one admitting that I need help. Well, especially when I was younger, right? But I think some of that comes with the experiences that I had in the sense of getting help or asking for help from people 
who are not really meant to be a mentor or who should not be a mentor. And then therefore there's no real authenticity from them. Mm -hmm. And so then that turns me off because now I'm looking for that mm -hmm. first, you know, and that may not even be the right thing to look for first. I don't know, but I'm looking for someone who's going to give me the information that's going to be authentic about it and be real about it and not just be giving me um, some stuff that's going to cause me to run a, run around and do some things just because they want me to run around and do some things to see if I'm committed to really being in this with them. Um, I don't even know if that makes any sense no, to what no, I'm saying. It makes perfect sense because you're saying you, you don't want to be hazed into right. the occupation that right. you're going into. Right. You want insight and information. Yes. And like you said, that comes through discovery, prayer and discovery. When I, and, and it goes both ways. Um, for me, I have what's called my executive board. My executive board consists of five individuals that are operating in the spaces and lanes that I'm trying, that I am in and, but they're at a further stage in that lane than I, than I'm in. Right. When I go to those individuals, I kind of set the stage, meaning I'm letting them know what I'm looking for. I'm letting them, I'm asking, it's just like, Hey, JD, you know what? Um, I would love your insight about being a better minister. And I would love for you to be a part of my executive board for 12 months in that 12 month time. I'm looking to have a conversation with you, um, 30 minutes to an hour, at least once a month, um, each month, I'm going to send you a message ahead of time, letting you know the areas that I'm struggling in, some of the conversations that I want to have so that I make sure that I'm maximizing your time and not taking advantage of your time. Is that something that you think you could do for me over the next 12 months? And that's the conversation that I'm having, because if you don't know what it is that you're looking for, and if you can't communicate that to the person, then that's when you fall into that trap of them just kind of doing any and everything, because you got to, you got to understand, oftentimes we're asking a person to press pause on their life, to be able to sow time into you. Right. And so they may have the heart to, but do they have the knowledge and the insight to? So if we can help them, if you've, to your point, hey, I've done my research, I've looked at this. And if you say, hey, you know what? I'm really trying to better understand um, how to maximize my social media campaign. Then that's what you say. You don't say, hey, I need to help. Um, can you help me grow my business? That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for help around social media. So meaning I have to first identify that person who's doing it well. Right. And then be able to say to them, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need. This is how you can help me. See, I like that. And that's, that's all good information, right? And that's good stuff um, for people to come in and be able to be able to do, because that's not the way I did it um, by any means. Now, you know, let's, let's, let's throw this to culture, right? So let's just say African-American culture, right? Mm -hmm. So part of what I found is going and trying to find a mentor. We don't really tend to want to even be mentors to younger generation as a whole, right? Or as a, a across the board, as much as because we think they don't really want to listen to us. Well, I can, I agree and disagree at the same time. Okay. The reason I say I disagree is because our culture is already created around mentorship. We just don't call it that. What do we call it? We call it upbringing. 
Mm. It was a part of my upbringing. Because JD, you're not gonna get me to believe that there wasn't a man or a woman who poured seeds into you, who planted seeds into you. They didn't know that they were a mentor, but they were saying to you, you can do this, you better do this. You need to try this, don't do that, don't go that direction. And so as we cross those, those, those cross, as we cross those individuals within our culture, we may not know that's what we're doing, but those aunts, those uncles, those church members, that 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 man at the corner store, those 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 simple things. My first mentor, the reason I wear bow ties is because of a homeless man named Larry. Right. So we 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 never know where the information or insight is coming from. Right. And we have to. A person doesn't have to be a CEO of a company to mentor you. Okay. They, they have to be willing just to invest time into you. And that's what Larry did. And that's what Larry did. You know, I remember being 14 years old and my first job, I'm working a hot dog stand in Mobile, Alabama. And Larry would always show up every morning to help us take the boxes and the trashes out. And so this one morning in particular, Larry comes up to me and he says, Wesley, do you have a dollar? And I said, yeah. So I had a dollar. I took, took the dollar from Larry and I give Larry the dollar. And it's two things that I actually learned from Larry that day, because I'm sitting there with Larry and I'm hearing his story. And I hear that Larry graduated um, high school, top of his class. I hear that Larry graduated from college, top of his class. Larry had a family. Larry had a job. Larry fell subject to alcohol. Larry lost his family, lost his job. So the first thing that I learned from Larry was never judge a book by its cover. So that's something that was instilled in me, not from my mom, who probably said it a thousand times, not from my dad, who said it a thousand times, but it was the homeless guy named Larry, right? And then the second thing that I learned from Larry was that he always wanted to teach his son how to fold a dollar. And I remember JD sitting on the curb with Larry for about three hours and we're going fold for fold and I'm hearing his story and Larry's just pouring into me by telling me his story, by telling me his hurdles and the things that he had been through and the ups and downs that he had in life and how he was on the top of his game at his company. But alcohol got the better of it. And by the time we got done folding that dollar, when we got done, the dollar was a bow tie. Mm. So I wear bow ties every day to remind me to stay humble. And the things that I've been blessed with can be taken from me just like that. So here's a person that didn't have on a suit, who wasn't in an office, wasn't over a company, but he was an individual that was willing to invest time into me. And at that time, I was willing to listen. Mm. And that's, that's the relationship. That's the main thing that we got to understand about that mentorship relationship and the power of it. Is that person really wanting to invest time? In, like, do they really want to see you better? Do they really want to see you grow? And those are the questions that you ask. Right. You know, you, you really go ahead and just get that out of the way because you're saying to that person, I don't want to, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste mine. Right. Now I had, I, I have a, my mom and dad still alive, still mm -hmm. together. So my dad was in my life. Okay. Right. So, so I had my dad there, um, to teach me some things. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for the upbringing, right, mm -hmm. as you say. But now, outside of that, though, 
there was a few, I had probably more women um, just because most of my aunts lived in the same town. So mm -hmm. I had probably more women that kind of taught me some things, right? Um, but I don't see that as much now days like there was when I was growing up. I mean, I'm 52, so, mm -hmm. you know, times were different, yeah. right? When I look at kids now, you've got fathers absent from the house for whatever reason, right? right? Um, and then you've got a single mom trying to raise a kid you know, that's why I can appreciate what Dion's doing, right? Uh -huh. Dion's saying, I can appreciate what he's doing with these, with the kids that he's, you know, he's coaching them and he's trying to teach them some stuff too, right. to be a mentor for them. And so that's why I say that, well, that's why I said what I said about there not being that, because I don't know if kids want to listen now. I, I, I just don't know. And maybe there, and there are, cause I mean, clearly he's, he's grabbed some ears and they're listening to him. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure that, that we can do that, right? So that we can let let kids know let you know that there are people out there who will mentor you who will um help you with those developments and self-developments and which way in the directions and guidance on which way to go because oh, that's really what i needed because i had everything to go but see my my parents could teach me life they could teach me about right and wrong and some things and they could teach me about god and teach me how to live from that aspect mm -hmm. but when i left the house and got in that world and got to college when I got into doing into the music industry, they couldn't no longer tell me or guide me from that aspect. Right. And now I'm just in it, you know what I'm right. saying? I didn't really have anybody from that aspect to kind of guide me with with the business on what not to do versus what to do. And so now I'm bumping my head, you know what I'm saying? That's I'm what I was gonna ask you. When you <laughs> got into that space, was it more of the feeling of I've arrived or was it the feeling of I need help? Uh, for me at the time, it was more like I arrived. Uh, right. You know and that's, and right. And that's what I'm saying. Most people, they get to the, I have arrived versus the, I need the help to where it's like, as soon as a person starts a business and they get their LLC, it's like, I've arrived. I got it. It's like, no, I need help. Right. And so you said something, you said, um, kids, you feel that, you know, that they don't want to listen. And I say that I say to um adults when i'm speaking at churches or youth groups and all that time i said kids are listening it's just who they listening to mm, like they are listening somebody they listening to somebody right so whether it's a negative or a positive influence they're listening and then what does the message sound like that we are presenting to them because if i'm talking at you even you at 52 you don't want to be talked at right you want to be talked to Right. And so oftentimes that's the disconnect that I'm seeing to where, yeah, okay, so you have this kid who 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 now he wants to go into music, he wants to go into entertainment, he wants to do this thing. And so because I want him to be an educator or a doctor, I'm not talking to him, I'm talking at him. Mm. I'm telling him that his passion or his dream doesn't make sense. I'm telling him that thing that excites him won't get him paid, won't allow him to take care of his family. So why 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 would he listen to that? You know, so we have to understand it's not just the, it's not just, as mama would always say it, it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And then it's also who you saying it to. You know, am I the right person to have this conversation with you? Because before I tear down, I want to make sure I'm the right person that's going to build you up. And there have been times where people have come to me, you know, to your point to say, okay, it's something now outside of my scope. But I won't say to you, hey, that doesn't make sense. That's a stupid idea. That's crazy. I say, hmm, let me let me see if I can find somebody that knows a little bit more about that. Right. 
because you you never know the next who you talking to the next ceo the next president the next music mogul you just never know so i don't want to be that person as you're writing your story to say i came to wesley and he tore my dream down and so i would say that to your audience and individuals be mindful of what you say to your children or to people that come across your path you know to where hey it's not it's our job to ignite that flame that fuels that person's passion that gets them excited that gets them motivated because if i'm excited about my dream then i'm more so willing to listen to the things that you're trying to tell me amen and on that note we will take a break and we'll be right back this episode of no sugar coating is brought to you by flood zone car wash Flood Zone Car Wash is one of the last full-service car washes in the Metroplex. We have a brand new tunnel and unlimited monthly wash plans. We were voted best customer service with our experienced team. Visit us at floodzonecarwash.com. That's floodzonecarwash.com. Welcome back to No Sugar Coating, where we keep it real, authentic, and truthful. Um, right now, today, we're talking about the power of mentor, we have Mr. Wesley P. Ryan in the house. He's a minister. He's a CEO. He's a father. He's a husband. He's got several things. He's got a repertoire of things that that he is. Um, and he's a he's a keynote speaker. And right now we're talking again about the power of a mentor. And so, Mr. P. Ryan, we back on this again, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Mentors, tell me, um, tell me about your mentors. What's the best advice that you received from a mentor? And I remember, um, and this mentor was Brother Aubrey Harris. Who, you know, I grew up in the church, and I grew him. I grew up seeing him um, manage the church's finances, right? And I grew up seeing him. He was one of the first individuals that I knew that was in in real estate, who had property, who was that entrepreneur. Right. He was an educator and he was just that just that man's man to me. Right. And, and so I remember going up to him and I said, I'm a young boy. And I said, man, Brother Harris, I grew up. I want to be just like you. And he said, Wesley, that's the first mistake you're making. And at first it kind of it kind of took me back. You know, I'm like, wow, the first. And he said, you have to understand God created you to be you. He's gifted you to be you. He said, so what I want you to do is to be the best Wesley you can be. And at that point, that has always stuck with me because it's easy to look at other individuals and we try to mimic, mm. right? We try to mimic, we want to copy because we see that their success got them here, what they're doing got them there. And then at that point, we neglect the gifts and the talents that God has given us to be us and to be able to pave our way. And so in those moments of when I'm feeling down or if I'm feeling uncertain, and I just remember him saying, be the best Wesley that you can be. And you know what, I'm glad you said that because it makes me think about um, how when we, when, we, when we look at other people and we wanna end up doing what they do because, and really it's just because they're successful, yeah, right? So it's it. because they're successful. So we wanna do what we they're doing, the right? The right. But, but what, it, what it made me think about was, that's one of those things that will delay our, us stepping into our calling 
right? What God has for us because we're trying to be like someone else. And I would say that sometimes you'll get people who don't give you that answer. Yeah. They won't give you that be the best Wesley that you can be. You know, they kind of take that as a little ego boost, yes. a little pride boost yes. to be like, yeah, you know, you, you can be like me one day. Yeah. You, can, you can do this one day. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that and you and that's that's just it's, it's almost like, you know, a, a light bulb for me. It's like, yeah, but that's that's what that is, because I need I need to be the best me. Now, fortunately for me, I was I was I was one of those people I didn't want to listen to nobody else anyway. So I kept doing I kept being me, right? I'll do it me anyway. I'm an only child, so I don't know how to do nobody else, right? But me. Um, but I could see how chasing and looking at other people, um, if you you can lose focus and you can you can delay stepping into your calling and being the best um JD or the best Jerry Dale or the best Wesley. Um very easily no and then i just want to say though because you know along with you and several others individuals you know you are a perfect mentee because no honestly and i'm not just saying it because i'm sitting here on your show but you got to understand like jared you're 10 years older than me right so right. most that right there could be an ego thing to where i'm older than you Right. right. And in your mind, but you're 10 years older than me. And in you being the best Jerry that you can be, you say, hmm, Wesley can show me something. Wesley can teach me something because I'm trying to be the best Jerry that I can be. Right. And and when I say there isn't a time that we're on the phone, that you're not maximizing that conversation saying, hey, I want to put my keynote together this way. Hey, I want to put this bio together this way. Hey, so it's not just us on the phone. Right. No, we're maximizing that time. You you are A, understanding of my time. Right. B, coming into the conversation, expecting something, and C, you're implementing those things that we're talking about. Because um, I remember when I invited you to an event and you came up to me and you said, you know what? I see what you've been telling me. Right. And for me, that's, that's the light bulb moment. That's the huge moment to where it's not, it, because it's not just Wesley said this, Wesley said that. No, I want to put you in, put you in an environment where you can see it, right? Where you see like, yeah. boom, that's it. Yeah. That's what he's been saying. And I did. I yeah. saw it. it was clear too. It was clear. <laughs> I was like, he told me this and I'm watching these people do exactly that. Like, it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Being the ver the best version of you, being able to say, hey, Wesley, you were right. Right. Because sometimes our ego and that kind of stuff is saying, right. like, it's, all, it's all right. You know, I see it. I get it. But no, you like, no, you were right. And yeah. I see it. I see, I see it. it now. So with with other individuals, and I'll say this to the audience. Um, you're in the process of chasing a dream. You're in the process of chasing a dream. While you're chasing that dream, it's important that you have some people in your corner that say, run, go, you got it, you can do it. The reason that that's important is because it helps you to maximize your journey. Like Jerry said, oftentimes we're so excited about the destination that we miss the impact of the journey. The journey is that piece that helps make you and shape you. The journey is the piece that when you get to the destination that allows you to stand and be there. 
the journey is the piece that builds you up, that gives you the faith, courage, and confidence that you need to withstand yourself when you make it to the destination. So I really want to make sure that everyone walks away with this. If you don't hear anything else that I've said, hear that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be specific about the things that you're looking for. And it's okay to say please and thank you. Amen. No sugar coating. Um, today, the power of mentor. Um, we go call it a wrap. I mean, I'm gonna let I'm gonna leave, let that stay where it's at. Like that is if that's the saying that they say, but we go leave it there. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for supporting us. Um, if you like the show, you like the information that we're giving you, uh, please subscribe, like, and share. Um, as well as Jerry, I got a question. What's that? Now look, you got some you got some nice hair up there. <laughs> you thought I was just gonna let that slide. You know, because I know I wear hats, right? I have hats on, okay. I have I got you know, and I had a wave, but I mean you got the curls, Jerry. I do. Curls I used to when I was younger, I would say curls for the girls. Curls for, for the, the girls. girls. I was yeah. you got the, the salt and pepper curls yeah. going, Jerry. Yeah. Is it natural? It's all natural. All natural. All natural. Matter of fact, I'll tell you a story real quick. In the in the nineties when I was a little younger. Um, I have my, my barber would want to do hair shows. Uh -huh. and so <clears throat> we get into a hair show or whatever. And so what he would do would be a live transformation, right? So he'd get on stage, he'd have it all picked out. So it's, I, it's my hair. If I, if I pick it out, it'll do an Afro. Okay. Right. So if it's kind of like kind of in a dry stage, but as soon as you put water on it, it just curls up, yeah. right? It just automatically curls up. So he would do live transformations on stage. Right. So one time. I'm not at, we're not doing a hair show. We somewhere else. And somebody just get to talking a little smack. They like, oh, you got Jerry Curl, juices and berries, all that <laughs> stuff in your hair. Yeah. I said, I tell you what, put your money where your mouth is. Let's you know go. What I'm saying? Let's, Let's go. go. Right. So all you gotta do, we'll go in there, we go wash it out, we go dry it out. We went in there, we went to a bathroom sink, we did the whole thing, <laughs> right? Cause you know, it's a buddy on the line. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah, me, it's a pride on the line yeah. too, right? So we go in there, we do it, we dry it all out, we wait a little bit, we keep talking, you know, cause we was in a, we was at a, a studio, so we had we had time. We was there. We go back in there. I say, here we go. So we had to dry it out. It's all puffed up, ready for a little <laughs> afro look. Go in there, throw some water on it. It just it just shrinks right on into it. Curls for the girls. So yeah, right. they all natural. It's a little salt pepper now because I'm older. You know what I'm saying? Back it. then it was all one color, but yeah. So at the end of the day, be authentic. Be authentic. Um, truth, authenticity, and realness. Um, that's what we're all about here on No Sugar Coding. And as long as I'm here hosting it, there'll never be any sugar on it. That's a wrap. The No Sugar Coding Show is powered by gospelfirstministries.org.